With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. So Sevilla, I think the question is, do you, you know, so far they've already, how many matches have they won with goals in the last 10 minutes? I mean, I think the question is whether you think they can keep that up or whether there's going to be a regression toward the mean in the second half of the season. I think Lopetegui is a good coach for them. I think they, I think he's getting a lot out of their roster, but I have to say when I look at their roster, I don't think it's more talented than ours. So, you know, now, now, um, (laughs) I, I, maybe I have the same bias you do on the Barcelona bias, which is, I always feel like Sevilla (laughs) is, is always more than the sum of its parts. They Mm -hmm. always manage to win from drawn positions, you know, their their point total again last year i think we probably earned 60 points and they probably earned 60 and then they scratched and toothed and clawed their way to those 10 more yeah yeah um, yeah so i think so, that really you know, I, I think that's I think right. the biggest thing for them right is they seem to avoid sort of the really bad stretch of results over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Now, in fairness, already this year, I'm going back now and recalling, they did lose three in a row. They lost to Granada, Abar, and Athletic, all in succession. Um, yeah. But seemed to have sort of righted the ship from there. Um, and, you know, have they, they are through in the Champions League. So I'm sure that that, unlike most of the years where they seem to finish third, drop down and win the Europa League, um, that will take more of their attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. like you said, squad is somewhat limited. Um, but, you know, their best chance of qualifying for the Champions League again is not winning the Champions League. Uh, and now they don't have the Europa League valve. Right. Um, so, so, so surely, you know, yeah, there'll yeah. be, there'll be a strong effort put there. Whereas in some ways, you know, I think Barcelona, as I said, if it is the last hurrah, you'd think the effort is going into Europe. Right. Well, and of course for Villarreal, I mean, we have our effort going into Europe right now too. Um, mm-hmm. and so it, yeah, I think it's, I guess I feel looking the the positive side of of you know can we get into the Champions League you know you look at the sort of displays we had today you look at how Gerard is playing you look at how we're doing even with the injury to um, Paco um, and re-injury um, that he's you know the fact that he hasn't been available to us and you say well hey you know if we're if we're doing thirty two after eighteen that's that's pretty good we'll we'll turn it on in the second half. Um, I guess the negative side would be that when we played Sevilla, we were pretty much second best. 
in the head-to-head matchup. And mm-hmm. and um, I didn't realize how the schedule shapes up to end the year. That is our last home match. Oh, so is it? Could I be for some real, yeah. real marbles on the line this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I think that's the um, you know I think that's the question. I would say I mean talking more about the the league in general a little bit. I think we can say that what's happened so far is you you do see the teams at the bottom are not noticeably worse than a lot of other teams in the league. So I think the I think the scramble to avoid relegation is going to is going to be involving a, a number of clubs. Um, mm-hmm. There seems to be, I think, um, it, it's, certainly you would say this given your given your um, appreciation of Granada. It does seem like the top seven in the table now seem better teams than the ones below them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, we may and see, I think, I think today crystallized that because Celta sits in eighth yeah, and then yeah. athletics sits in ninth, yeah. which is amazing by the way, athletic is on 21 points from 18 mm-hmm. and they are currently in the top mm-hmm. half. Top half. So. Yeah. Well, that shows you there've been so many draws. I mean, we talk about, mm-hmm. we, you know, we're they're, they're, they're five points above the drop zone and they're in the top half right? halfway through the season. And they've lost more matches yeah, than anybody. More, they, more than any other team in the league. Yeah, yep. they, they and Betty have lost nine. Yeah, yep. and uh, yeah, I think the I think it shows you how many draws there are in the league. You know, we we talk about us on eight draws, and we're going, oh, that's that's really horrible because we're comparing ourselves to Sevilla, Barcelona, Madrid, Atleti. But mm-hmm. when you look at <laughs> Look at the table from 12th on down, and you know you see all these teams with seven draws, six draws, nine draws. In the case of Wesca, I mean, you know, it's just it's it's going to be um, a it's going to be a um, a hard fought thing on the relegation zone. I think um, there's there's not so, going to so be. So what you're saying is being Betis and conceding 31 goals in 17 games is apparently okay. <laughs> It, it is. It is. If you have the chance to move into the top half with a win this weekend, yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. It's it's okay to concede in bunches as long as you win some. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I know. And it's and also. You, can you can you imagine Pellegrini from the Villarreal days giving up nearly two goals a match now through yeah, half the season? I know. Just it's staggering. It is. I think the. Um, I think the surprise to me, and again, keeping in mind that with when you've got what uh, you've got uh, basically half the league within seven points of each other from 14 to 21. So positions can change quickly. But are you surprised? I, I think, again, maybe this is just our perceptions or biases, but I'm I am surprised that Valencia are struggling as much as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, and to be well, honest, they've I, scored more goals than any team not in the top five. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, again, as we looked at Betis on a minus eleven, Valencia is on a minus two. 
Yeah. So it seems like some perhaps perhaps that will turn for them. Yeah, it, yeah, it does seem like like that is something that should should change. Um, you know, I mean, I I will say though that that the that um, as we know from 2011-12, when you've got a team that's where things are not going well and heads start to drop, it, it you know it's not it's not easy. There have been all sorts of rumors about Javi Gracia um, uh, being retained or not. There have been, uh, as we know, all the boardroom issues and things that that you don't know if that, those affect the players, and you hope they don't. But um, the fact that they've, I can't. When was their last win? Like six matches. Well, ago. Real Madrid. Yeah. Other than the Copa, and can you believe that's their only win since September? Wow. That is not in the cup. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I hadn't realized. <laughs> Amazing. And actually, their wins this year, they beat Levante, but then they've beaten Sociedad near the beginning of the season <laughs> when they were playing well, and then Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. everybody else is just running through them like a like a wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's um it's quite astonishing, really. I, I still think, um, having seen... And, and what you say, I think, is interesting as well, because looking at the schedule the next few weeks, Valladolid, uh, Osasuna, Elche, and, and, and Atletico thrown in there. But just, mm. you know, can that team get its head around the mentality? Yeah. That yeah. we have three wins and one win since September, and these are the six pointers of this season. It's not playing Villarreal and Sevilla. Yeah, because you, you're playing you're playing two teams of the two of the three teams below you, or even with you on points, and one that's two points ahead. And your mm-hmm. mentality has to go from. Uh, as you say, you know, we're not thinking challenging for Europe now. We're thinking staying in the league and beating these teams. If, you know, if we do that, then as tight as the table is, hey, maybe we can get close to Europe after all. But you've got to turn it around. And as, as we remember from our relegation season, those six pointers where you end up getting one point are time after time um, can bite you at the end of the season. So yep. you know, it's, it's going to be... I mean, I still think Wesca are just their inability to post any wins. Um, one win, nine draws. Uh, I think they're going to be tough. I think Elche, after some some initial um, doing okay with all these last-minute loanies, um, you know, it, it, it's it's hard for teams like that to survive over the entire season. Um, mm-hmm. Now, so, do remember though they only have fifteen games played. That's true. So that, that's, that's one true. of the things as well about this table that we're comparing fifteen versus eighteen in yep. some cases. Yep. Yep. Um, that's true. Yeah, I, I, to me, the one who really looks dead in the water is Osasuna. I just don't, I don't see it. And yeah, without yeah. fans, that's one of those teams that, boy, that place that is an imposing little. Uh, little stadium that the fans really get on top of you, and without that, uh, I think yeah. it's really hard for them. Yeah, El Sadar um, is a is a great little ground, and I think um, 
I think you're probably right. And I think Avar would be the other one where, um, mm -hmm. and they're a little further ahead, but they've also played more games. Um, mm -hmm. Those are the two that when we were at the start of the season, when we were talking about missing the fans, that's, those are the places, those are places that you would think would really see that. Um, you know, it's, it's just hard to tell. I think the quality of play among the bottom half of the table is pretty good, but there's not a whole lot that separates them in my mind. Um, I think apart from maybe Weska, because they seem to, and, and Osasuna, I would have to say on the face of it, have less scoring ability and more ability to give goals up. Um, but, you know. Now, you know, in fairness, though, again, I think Wesca has, you know, plays a decent brand of football. Yeah. Um, and in some ways that I, that actually may not be a good <laughs> thing. That may not be helping them. Um, but I, I feel like they have a capacity perhaps to, to, you know, figure it out. Um, but yeah, then, you know, you've got sort of Maya Delayed seem to be experts in doing this and ending up finishing in 14. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Alaves seem to be cultivating that ability. Uh, and, and I still think if Paco can keep his job and string a few games together, again, Levante to me, particularly given where the table is, I still feel like they could finish in the top half. But yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I certainly of the teams we've seen play us lately. I mean, I thought they were the one, you know, yeah, we, we defeated them, but I was, I, I've been impressed with Levante. And of course now they're missing Campania at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I feel like they certainly have a much better, what I want to say, I think their approach to the game is better than than the teams below them, and I think there's I think they've their roster is quite underappreciated. Um, so yeah, I, I think they can move up. Um, I think they managed was, they managed five one one draws in a row. So that really must have reminded Paco of uh, Villarreal of a few seasons ago. So. Probably reminded him of coaching the B team for a few Yeah, years. exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, and I think you'll see, uh, you know, Cadiz is going to end up falling back. They, I think they've had their initial euphoria of being in the Primera and playing very conservative football and that's fine. But I think, again, that's the sort of thing that over the season gets really hard to keep up and yeah and so they got you know, 12 goals and 17 and two points yeah, uh, uh, from yeah. the last 15 i mean i think they'll so. be i think they'll probably stay up but i don't think that they're i think they'll probably um as i say fall back in the table um yeah i mean so their last far, win of course was against barcelona so yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i know it's just it's just bizarre it's isn't it just, so weird what 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 has been going on this season yeah so. And um, and oh, they they by the way, they also beat Real Madrid this season. Yes. So. <laughs> well, remember remember the year that that uh, Hercules were in the Premier. It was twenty ten eleven, right? And that's and right. and they won at the at uh, the camp now, or is it, I think they mm -hmm. won at the camp now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and yeah. and um, yeah, and then and they still went down. So you know, it's 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 strange. Um, speaking of which, did you see Ricky Drentha is back in um, Spain? He's now at what is it the the Murcia team that tried to sign some uh, Julian Lescott. Oh, no, I'm not aware of this. Yes, but I yes, know that, yes. I know that many would be excited to hear that. Oh, yes, yes. Rick, wow. Ricky Drentha is back. Yes. So, I believe he's only 33. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, he probably still does some good rap or something. Isn't, wasn't that his <laughs> sideline? Um, yeah, so he, he, he's back with whatever that – is it Rossing Mercia? Yeah, Rossing, Rossing Mercia. Mercia. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um <sighs> Yeah, and of course, we don't even know. I mean, we're recording this on Friday after the um, after our match against Celta, but boy, looking at all the snow in Madrid and everything, I don't even know if we're going to get all these matches in over the weekend. So we'll see how that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, any 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 thoughts that there could be any further signings? Do you think that the Kubo hold gets filled by Santi Caceres, and that's uh. it? Well, it's. I mean, technically, it does right now. In in as much as we can now register Caceres um, as a as an extra comunitario, where we couldn't before. I mean, I don't really think we. I don't think we have a particular desire or need to to do anything, frankly. And I, yeah, and, I, I mean, I think the one thing you would have said if Fernando's recent explosion hadn't happened. Was, uh, would yeah. have been looking at some veteran striker, yeah. but now, but now, now I don't know. Can't can't make a reason can't to make do a that. Reason for that, and I think, um, uh, yeah, I don't see that we're going to try to do anything um, in the in the market. I think we have a. I think we have our roster pretty much how we want it. I don't. Do, I don't do know. You, do you think that we are comfortable playing fourth at center back? Because that's the one thing that's still looking at our team sheets over and over again gives me pause. Mm. It feels like in the league, we basically don't feel like we can play a game without on the old pal. Um, again, they have been getting a rest um, during the midweek matches, but still, you know, to play what looks like if they can, they're going to play every league minute. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like we have confidence um, in that second pairing? I think we have confidence in. I don't know that I would want both Albiol and Powell out at the same time if I could avoid it. But I think we do have confidence. Yeah, I think I think Foyth has looked okay at center back. I mean, he hasn't had to play there much. I think it was pretty evident that he was a stopgap. Um, you know, holding midfielder or whatever he tried to do. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing that comes into play here are, of course, yellow cards. And so far, you know, Albiol's got three yellows after 18 matches, which if you extrapolate that out over the whole season, would say he's going to have like six or seven. So he'd only miss one match. Powell has only one yellow card so far in the league. So, you know, if you can keep those guys healthy and keep them on the pitch, I mean, sure. But I think I think we probably feel comfortable enough with um, Foyth and um, if we had to Funes Mori that we'll. Yeah, I don't. I don't see us. 
I don't see why we would go for anybody else there unless unless something just came up that we're like, oh, this is a great opportunity to get this guy for you know the rest of the season for very little money or something. But I just don't really see it. See it. Otherwise, and, I think we're fine. Where and you're saying at center back? Yeah. Do you think that's the place that if we sign somebody, we would? I don't think we will sign anybody. I think if we did, that might be the place, but it would have to be a very particular, um, you know, mm-hmm. it would have to be somebody that was that was not a long, I would say not necessarily a long-term signing because you want somebody, if you have a concern about Foyth and Funes Mori, it's experience at the top level, especially with Foyth being only 22. So, you know, whoever this player is that I'm making up, if you had a guy who who had played in Serie A or, you know, was known to Albiol and was, you know, in his 32, 33, and um, you could get him on a loan for the end of the year or you could get him on a free or something, sure, do that. But don't, you're not going to spend any money there if you don't have to. Otherwise, I don't see a need to spend because we've got... Um, as you say, with the emergence of um, not just uh, not just fair, but but Jeremy Pino also, uh, I don't see we have a need to sign players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I have to say, I mean, Robin will hate me for this, but I don't think Santi Caceres is going to end up sticking around. I think we'll find some sort of way to cut our losses there. I just don't see that we unless I'm really wrong and we say we could play him as an emergency short center back. Mm-hmm. Now, again, remember he is, I believe 23. Yes. So, yes. so there's, there's some leash there. I mean, honestly, I think the move for him should be somewhere else in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I could even see the Segunda being an okay place for him if it were on a team trying to push for a promotion. But yeah, I think he's got to spend some time in Spain. He was definitely thrown in too early uh, Mm -hmm. when he ended up playing um, with the first team and not just playing with the first team, but kind of being relied upon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's time there. Do, do you see us signing anybody? I don't, but you, you know, you know my view on center backs. I know your view on center backs. I I wonder if we really have trust because again, if if we're thinking in the what are the things that could derail us from top four, it was Ibora going down. I mean, obviously, if something happens to somebody like Gerard. There's no replacing that, and mm-hmm. I don't know what we do. Right. Um, but sort of within the realm of what is something we might be able to fix, um, you know, I think Gerard was the most, re- you know, irreplaceable. Uh, Ibora was up there because, again, I think the idea was Coquelin might be able to do it, and I think we can say pretty safely that signing was a flop. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. If that signing had to happen to bring in Parejo, I'm okay with that. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, I, you know, I think you have to view those together. Um, but the biggest thing is, if one of those center backs goes down, mm-hmm. do we feel like 
we have somebody we can really rely on. And again, spending the money on Foyt makes me think that we felt like he was there. But I don't know if we feel like he's there today yeah. versus, yeah. say, this time next year. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I don't see us. I'll put it this way. I don't. There's a. I will. I would would expect that in January. You know, uh, without great knowledge here of the team finances, but I would figure that in January we will take a look around, and you know, if as I say, if that player of the profile I mentioned is available, we might make a move for that. But I don't think we'll be trolling the market desperately for center backs. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a difference mm-hmm. between sort of looking and keeping your eyes and ears open and, and saying, oh, we've got to get one. You know, we, we need to, 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 to move on this range. I, I don't see us doing that. So, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and again, not to, not to get too far down the road, and this I'm sure will be more discussions, but I know uh, Zach had posted something about Real Madrid looking at Powell. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know when we were talking about Foyd, you know, I think the reason we felt like we spent the money and gave him the term of contract was in the, you know, I think you'd have to say eventuality mm-hmm. that if Powell wants to leave, he's going to be able to have his pick up clubs, you know, then, you know, so, so Foyt is sort of not just the third center back, but in some manner, he's, you know, the a starter in waiting. Right. You know, right. You'd again have to look at, okay, well, who who might be the longer term solution with him? Mm-hmm. And whether you're looking for that in this window or not, maybe is up for debate. But yeah. then again, I don't know that we could possibly have hoped Raul Albiol would work out as well as he has. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, so I sometimes, think yeah. sometimes some of these moves, you know, I think we had to look at Albiol and say, boy, we'd love his leadership. If we could get a year or maybe two out of him at a decent level, we'd be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. right now, you know, we have people basically saying he's as good as anybody the national team still has. Yeah, I think that I think that we probably I don't see us doing the January window is usually not where you're going in to reinforce for possible departures in a summer window. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I don't see us doing anything like that now. I mean, I think I think when you when you go in and and try to bring in somebody to replace um, or to work with with Foyth, um long term is when um, when and if Powell leaves, you know, then you're, then you're getting a bunch of money and then you can mm-hmm. reinvest that mm-hmm. in, um, a couple of things, but one of them being a, being a, a young rising center back, I guess. Um, so anyway, I don't, I don't really want to think about Powell leaving right now, but, um, mm-hmm. but I think that's how I would, how I would look at it is that you're always, you know, it's, it's a, you're trying to maximize the product on the pitch. You're also dealing with the finances and, and maximizing your return on your assets too. And uh, so if at some point in the next summer or summer after that, Powell leaves, that's when you jump in with, with another, you know, um, center back deal, I think. But, 
for right now, I mean, I think you have to feel pretty happy. You've, uh, uh, I guess that um, on our injury front, I mean, we kind of haven't even talked about uh, Moreno because he's been out all season. But um, you know, you you have him, you have um, you have Paco, and you know, you've got a roster that's got pretty much two good players at every position. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at least right now, you've got. And I think Baca has is recently back. Estupinian seems to be sort of in and out, and yeah. I could see that we might be having that discussion about him for the next few seasons. Um, that he seems like he's a, you know, he's going to tear it up when he's there, but he's uh, one tweak away from being a little bit ginger. Yeah. So. Yeah. Could be. I, I, I think the right now, one of the things I like about the roster is that everybody, they seem to, it seems to be working out very well. You know, Emery brings on somebody like Jaume Costa and he throws us all into the game. I mean, it, it seems as though, um, and to kind of circle back, I think maybe this was one problem with Kubo is I think the guy personally was probably very nice, but I think the whole Madrid you know, play Kubo or, or whatever. I think all of that was very destabilizing. And I think you could see that once Villarreal had sort of made the decision or Emery had made the decision that, you know, long-term, this is not what we need to be doing. I'm going to sit this guy. (laughs) Um, I think that's worked out better for the team. So I think I would be very wary of bringing somebody in, in in the um, January window for that reason too. It seems like right now things are working very well. Mm-hmm. 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 No, it it would only be again. I think as that sort of backstop, mm-hmm. uh, the question is just, <laughs> you know, how how close do we want to be to seeing Funes Mori really playing in a game that matters, <laughs> and uh, and and you know, I think we're one injury away from being concerned that he might be involved. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, and he's also yeah. somebody that, that, you know, I'm, if we, if we found a destination for him, then, you know, I, I think then that would, that might alter the equation a bit, but right now he's kind of the number four center back and has played all of 12 minutes in the league, I see. So, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. which is probably, you know, okay. Probably about right. Probably yeah. about right, I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So any last thoughts other than we're finally into 2021 and 18 matches down and, hey, we're well over two thirds of the way to uh, remaining in the Primera, right? <laughs> right. Right. Got to remember, that's you when, know, you, that's when you open the first so. bottle of champagne. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about Salzburg uh, as we get closer. Yeah, but that yeah. certainly will That's, be interesting. Yeah, uh, Tenerife was drawn in the Copa. Yeah, uh, decent number of Primera teams have gone out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yep. and interesting that they're going to be playing the Copa uh, on a weekend, sort of akin to what uh, what English fans are used to uh, for FA, FA Cup weekends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see uh, how that's received. Right. But yeah, the next next few matches in the league: uh, Granada, Huesca, La Real, 
LJ uh, Betis are the are the set of five uh, before we get back into the Europa League. Right. We, we, on we, on so, paper, a pretty 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 decent set of matches there, mm-hmm. um, given Lareal's form, right. uh, Wesco's form. Um, Betis has been a very good matchup for us. Mm-hmm. So, so really, it's that Granada match you look at. But again, this is where we're getting into that brass tacks of if you need to be putting up two points a game, you mm-hmm. need to, you know, it needs to be win at home, draw away, or or however you want to look at it. And you know, with this part of the schedule, you need to tack on a couple extra wins to make up for when it gets a bit tougher. Right. I was going to say, if you got you have fifteen points coming up from those five. You need ten of the fifteen just yep. to do yep. what we were talking about, and you'd like to do more like twelve or thirteen anyway, if you can, because as you say, you're going to have matches where you know you're you're going to have stretches that are tougher. And uh, right now, we're playing well. Some of these other teams are not playing so well. So this is when mm-hmm. you want to harvest your points. So mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see if we do it. I guess, but. It's always good to talk to you and and, uh, and enjoyed it. So I guess we'll just sign off and say for Sid and for Alan, end of our very out.